Hi guys, we're back. Yeah, welcome back to Story Bud. I did my best to uh, break the studio there, but we're back on track, hopefully. There's a lovely uh, technician in here who helped us. It's like, um, yeah, you did do something to it. <laughs> what did you do to it? But um, so thank, thank you, Paul. you. <laughs> at FM for yeah. helping us out and being a very patient, <coughs> tolerant. Yeah, so uh, it's it's re- seriously, guys, it's really hard work putting like together a podcast. A There's a lot of buttons. It's um, actually so much easier being here at Near FM than trying to do it in my kitchen. I don't know how I we even so. got that so wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for coming back and listening to us again. Um, this week we're going to talk about where we're at in our lives. Uh, we're both kind of mid, early to mid thirties. Mm. Early? We're in our mid thirties, um, and just just that that's yeah. I still can't believe I'm an adult, really. Yeah. And sometimes then things happen, and you're like, "Whoa, I'm an adult. When did that happen?" But it's it's definitely a weird age, I think, from all of my friends and all my colleagues who are of a similar age and we're all in very different places with all aspects but I think it's definitely a, an age where you kind of catch up on realising that you're adult you also realise that you don't know everything and then there's mortality <laughs> I just feel like that uh, becomes more real and you do get the odd like twinge in your knee or like my knees get sore when it gets cold now no they don't it's a really bad sign uh, I think my definition or my realisation that I was out was that I now know what a draft is like I never really it's like, <laughs> not yeah, the, the fact draft, that you're married draft. and have yeah. oh, no, two we're and a half draft. children we're near a draft oh I can feel the draft I was like oh, what the fuck like I can't feel anything what is this draft yeah. and now I'm like ooh that's a draft it's a bit drafty yeah <laughs> or when I'm going up and down the stairs like I make grunting noises <laughs> Like always, even if Do it's not you? in the house. Yeah, I just noticed it the other day because I had a couple of people staying with me and I was like, oh, 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 going up the stairs. Oh, shocking. <laughs> well, I do that, but um, I'm massive at the moment with, <laughs> with child. So I've, I'm doing a lot of oofing and yeah. like even turning over in bed. But maybe in a little while, like when the baby comes out, I'll still be like, oof, because I've just hit that. Age. That's where I am now. This is what my life is like. I yeah. can't get up off a couch. Well, we're both very different. Well, Kira's married with two children and another one on the way. Another one is imminent. Um, and I am in a relationship now, but uh, for less than a year. Um, but so I've been single for years and years before that. And that was something definitely that was very tough when you get to your 30s because kind of, people st- either stop asking you like so any news any it's like no I'll tell you if there is leave me alone uh, or like why are you still the word that's the worst one is never it? say that to anyone yeah why are you still single how are you still single and it's, again it's like the pregnancy bump thing it's meant in a complimentary way maybe it's to do with my twinge in my knees but it's definitely something to become very aware of as well when you get to that age because everyone's pairing off and you have like the smoke marrieds. No offence, Kira. Uh, yeah. I was like the third wheel always. <laughs> um, and then you have the people who are, I think people, most people when they get into their 30s don't really want to go out clubbing anymore and don't really want to, you know, to kind of we kind of become less sociable, I would argue. Yep. Um, and that's harder when you're when you don't have a family you're not married because that's just the lifestyle it's different 
but it's just interesting I think now and then some people do and they kind of resent that they do want to go out and no one will go out with them and then when we do go out and it's like yeah 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 we'll, we'll all go out and go drinking everyone's just such lightweights and then wrecked for like two weeks afterwards yeah well if if somebody was to plan a night uh, and it involved going to a nightclub that would that's like a horror show to me absolutely not no thank you I would like to be in bed I don't even know any of the songs now. What, I go into a nightclub and paying 20 quid to go in. And I actually quite enjoy a big night out. When was the last time you were in a nightclub? Probably like... Do they exist anymore? What do cool party. young people do? But it's the day after. Dying. Like I've actually thought I was going to die from a few hangovers in the last few years. I've, I've, I'm ahead of you because I'm at the stage that even when I'm out now, I'm... I'm not like, hey, I'm like, I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, not because I'm pregnant, but just, I just get, I have hit a. She doesn't drink when she's pregnant, FYI, guys. <laughs> no, I do. I did re- in relation to drinking. It's definitely something that people our age are now not drinking as much at all. Do you think? But, well, maybe you're, you're all. I feel like everyone goes mad buying rounds and that freaks me out. If I don't buy the first round, I get really paranoid then. Once but I've for had me, do you, I, do you. To me, it's like we've switched roles. When I used to be on the piss, you would be driving. Yeah. For when we were in college, yeah, you rarely. And now you're on the piss, and I'm like, is it? Can I go Mm. to bed? But um, what I think has changed for me is, I don't know if you have this cliff edge, the one that's one too many. But it's that one where after that one, you cannot have enough. Oh no! Like even when you're like cross-eyed cannot speak cannot walk and you're still like I want more drink go on go on round for everyone yeah yeah have you, you don't that's no. never been a thing in your no. well I my that my cliff has disappeared so I just I'm like there's no there's not a stage now where I'm like I, I need to consume all the drink in the world which I did used to have now I'm like no I've had enough thanks yeah I, like where people are, you know, trying to pour wine through your hand, which is on top of your glass. You're like, no, I actually genuinely <laughs> I've had enough. Because you don't want the cliff to show up. No, the cliff's gone. Oh, OK. Because I'm like, no, I've had enough. If the cliff was there, I would dive off the cliff and be like, yeah, get me a bigger glass. I think if I'm tired, I'll just physically be like, I don't want to drink anymore. and I don't feel the pressure. But I, and then there's the pressure of like, I'll just get a sparkling water and pretend it's gin and tonic because I don't get hassled for not drinking anymore. But that, well that's because you hang out with cool like rock star film industry people. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, I, don't, no I don't hang out with anybody. Um, but when we go out for dinner now people have <clears throat> one glass of wine if any mm. pushing it at two and then we all go home and mm. it's lovely and I can still be in bed at midnight. So if Do somebody, that like the counting back the hours thing of like but if I go home now, I can still get eight hours sleep and be up at whatever time. Yeah. But like I used to, when I was younger, I used to, remember I was a savage early riser. I think it was because I used to look after horses till kind of my mid-twenties and uh, no matter what, how hungover. Did you not have a newspaper round? I did. Yeah. Do the horses I think as you well. Made that up. That's an American thing. There's no <laughs> kids. Is that a thing? Do kids do newspaper rounds 13 now? Thirteen pounds a week. I used to get. I don't know. No, I've, I don't know. They probably. How many houses like did blanks. you deliver to for thirteen? Oh, like I don't know, about sixty. For thirteen quid a week. It was over like two miles. Every day. Yeah, the weekdays and Saturdays. On your bike. Mm. Don't believe you. 
What papers were you delivering? The Irish Times. Just the Irish Times. Oh, are they wrapped in plastic? Nope. So it was hard when it was raining. I had a big high-vis coloured bag. It's very heavy at the beginning of the paper round because it had like 60 papers in it. And I was quite small. Do you have any evidence of that? Well, like my dad would vouch for me. Mm. <laughs> if it were, the weather was really bad, my mum or dad would bring me around, but that was rare. Yeah, I and used they'd also to, wake um, up the be, people. I used to be, I used to deliver milk. Way less viable story. <laughs> uh, was it like you had those two buckets, like yes. milkmaid? Yeah. <laughs> and I had a, a um, cheese something. Again, not believe. Churn? Okay. Anyway, allegedly you used to get up early to deliver papers. I feel like we've gotten sidetracked now. So oh, the yeah, point so is the, you the always hangover. used to get up early. And then when I was older and like all through my 20s and probably in my early 30s, even if I'd gone out to like four or five in the morning, I'd still get up at eight. Just because like I was restless because I'd had loads of tonic or whatever and the sugar and be buzzed and I just get up and I'd feel awful. I'd feel like really tired, but I wouldn't be able to sleep and I used to drive everyone mad, like my mates or my brothers or whoever would just be like, go back to bed. Yeah. I'd get up and start like slamming doors because I'd be like, hang out with me. I need people to talk to. God. Whereas now I'm just like, later, I'll sleep in till two o'clock happily. Yeah. Which is good, I think. I've kind of chilled out a bit with that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something you feel more and more and the fear, like I never got the fear when I was younger and I was actually more likely to do mad shit when I was younger. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've totally role reversaled on this one because, so I've known Jess for 20 years now, but, um, you're giving me the fear now. Yeah. (laughs) So when I didn't know her very well, we went to a party and I stayed at her house. I'd, had I planned? Was I supposed to stay at your house? I think I just took you away from not just getting into the nightclub. Just being buzz. And... Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say you were because you definitely didn't have pyjamas. <laughs> probably did. Anyway, I woke up in Jess's house and Jess's father is a really... Um, like, just distinguished kind of... <laughs> gentleman kind of person um anyway i woke up <laughs> naked in Je- in jess's bed which was okay wasn't it but anyway so got dressed went downstairs didn't even know the house very well and jess said uh, you you all right <laughs> yeah so uh as it transpired i had gotten my kit off and decided to take wander and needed to go to the loo. So I Thank went into... God, my dad wasn't <laughs> I went into Jess's father's room uh, where Jess was sleeping, but I don't know if I knew that. And Jess was like, are you okay there? <laughs> I said, yeah, don't worry. I'm just going to the loo. <laughs> and then sleep. got into her father's wardrobe. So she just about caught me. It's like having a puppy. No, get out! <laughs> yeah, but you were also like, oh, fuck, you're naked. How yeah. am I going to deal with you? I can't even grab your pyjama top. So somehow uh, span me out of the room into the jacks and uh, back to bed. So uh, I have no recollection could have been a lot of worse. Could it? I don't like the way you, like, said, you what, led what? with like, I feel like our roles are reversed. I have not gotten naked or gone sleepwalking well, Not that you know of. 
Well, <laughs> that's the, the thing with the fear. I have, we have a friend and she, like, if I call her and I'm like, oh, I have the fear. I just, I feel like I can get a bit annoying when I'm drunk. I'm annoying when I'm sober, but like repeating jokes and things that are hilarious that are not hilarious and all that. And she'll be like, at least you're not in bed with someone from work who's married. And like, she'll just create some mad situation that... That she is better. in? No, that'll just make me feel better about everything. Like there was an incident with a colleague of mine, I'll keep it vague, but who ended up getting naked at a party. Drunk, yeah, and normal. And had to come in on the Monday morning and everyone was like... Oh, they just stripped off at the party? Yeah, but no, but I feel like you're a bit wilder now where you... I mean, I suppose the worst thing that you probably do when you're drunk is like leave your phone in a taxi or something, whereas that's totally normal for me any day. There was a funny one last year where our rap party was before we it was on Vikings was before we finished which is always a bad idea because like they're very intense rap parties and people proclaim their undying love are they intense because you're so wrecked you're so wrecked and you've all spent all this time together only working like there's not even a lunch break to have a chat about anything so everything gets very pent up and like remember when you said this to me on that Thursday and you're like no sorry but anyway (laughs) and I um, I think I yeah I got very drunk and that was fine. And I had that moment where I was like, I need to leave here now. And I left. And then the next, the Sunday was at the end of the job and we had to work the Monday. Um, so the next Sunday, I was so hungover. I went down to the village where I live and uh, was trying to get presents that I'd left at the last minute for the trainees. I was like, oh my God, I can't get out of the car. I think I sat in the car for like 10 minutes before I drove then sat in the car again when I parked and was like, and then I was like, I know, I'll get seven up. So I staggered into the spa, beautiful sunny day, and had some seven up and was like, oh, as dear. I was queuing to pay for it, I was drinking it, going, yeah. get hydrated. And then I was like, that was Whoa. the worst idea ever. Yeah. <laughs> get me out of the spa. And just like threw a fiver at the guy, legged it. And there's nowhere, I knew I was going to get sick, there was nowhere to go. Like, I literally was like passing all these people sitting out having pints in the sunshine and I was like holding the wall to try and find a garden and there's no there's nowhere I was so sick like for half an hour did you vom? yeah on the street like water and yeah oh nice it's an awful story to tell well it was kind of around the corner like I found a little door like alcove of some poor person's garden anyway violently violently ill (laughs) went home to bed and I had such guilt I'd like Really disproportionate guilt for not getting the presents. I couldn't even get cards for the people. Like, I am such yeah, a bad, bad person. And uh, went home and like hid under the covers, whatever. I, I, like, I've never been that sick with anything. And then the next day, went in and the first thing was that my boss was late. I was like, where's my boss? Where's my... And my, this, my other boss was like, oh, he's not coming in today. You're in charge. I was like, no, I can't. And I hadn't eaten anything in like nearly 48 hours. I was like, I can't, I can't. And everyone was having a great laugh. And I remember one of the, one of the stunt guys came over to me and said, um, can I just talk to you for a second? And he was like, just come here for a sec. And took me aside. And, and for the like five paces that he was taking me aside, I was like, what did I say to him at the party? What did I do? How did I offend him? Oh my God, he's taking me aside to give out to me. And he was like, oh, I have a hat that says season five for you. I don't have them for everyone. So there you go. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but, um, and then, the, then, so the morning, I had to get on this 
my boss showed up, which was great. But I had to get on this gimbal, this like hydraulic thing that moves like a boat as if it's in the oh, water. Oh, God. And I was like, and my boss, in fairness, was like, you look a bit green, Jess. Do you want to swap? Are you OK? You should like climb up a ladder, get on a boat and then it would like rock gently for the morning. And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. And I, at that point, knew I was getting better because I was like, if I could just eat something. So I had a sandwich at lunchtime, whatever. And then we moved outside to the other boat. And that was in a tank with like, <laughs> there's basically like a big JCB that does this to the water to create wet waves. And the boat's rocking. And then there's like rain machines overhead. And then there's what we call a dump tank, which is like the... um cup of a JCB and they pour water into it so it goes whoosh and creates a wave and comes oh, flying okay. up the boat. So I was like in a dry suit <laughs> in hiding in the bow of this boat literally being like action! <laughs> it's like wind, rain, bobbing of boats, whatever. And I just had a sandwich and I was like I'm going to die. But anyway, I was fine and I survived it. Um, and I thought I'll never, like I'll never repeat that. And did you? I haven't, no. But it was just, that was just comedy go. The level of like I can't tell you wind, rain like the actors were having panic attacks because of the elements and I was like having the worst hangover of my life and not having eaten <laughs> so, anyway. so that you did learn a lesson I learned a lesson yeah and I think I'd be much more cautious I just feel like I might actually die of a hangover if I do that again I have to say I've had probably another five major not always related but those types of incidences with being having too much to drink where you, now I'd be so horrified if something like that happened to me. But uh, but I still think it's Would gas. you be judgy about other people? No. Um, we, we used to live in Tanzania and friends of ours <laughs> visited us and we all went to Zanzibar and stayed <gasps> in Zanzibar on house. the keys. Yeah. Yeah. I actually <laughs> didn't get into Zanzibar ever because the one time I tried to get in I was too locked. Great place for a bit of Estland <laughs> in 2002. <laughs> Uh, Let us know, guys, if you've been to Zanzibar on the Keys. But uh, similar to my wardrobe thing, except for the there was an execution. But it wasn't me. It was another guy. He went into a couple's <coughs> bedroom and took a big whiz all over their clothes, which were in the corner. Oh, my God. That's, um, that's weird. So they were upset, but I was hysterical at the table. And he didn't know, like me, it was the same thing where he came down. And he's like, how are you guys? They're like, you dickhead oh, I had to take him aside and be like by the way he pissed on their clothes uh, I, I couldn't stop I have made my whole holiday Did you relish getting to tell him that yeah and then he had to go and kind of be like uh, uh, can I wash your clothes do you um, remember the day speaking about the fear and you got savage fear we all went boozing on a Sunday afternoon oh yeah and to varying degrees and the next day we went in and did like you got sent home. Was it you? Or? So I went, I, I even <coughs> pictured the door. I peeked around the door of the office. I was in great form at nine o'clock. And I was like, hi. And then by 11 o'clock, it's like, well, this is it. It's My over. boss at the time was like, were you in the banger last night? What's the banger? Like, cocaine. Oh, right. It's like, no. <laughs> I had to go home. But that was a Sunday night, like shots. Not good. And I do remember making rosé out of red and white. That was a different night. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. But anyway. Anyway. So 30, <laughs> you're now a party gal and I'm half a glass of wine. Not quite. I'm pretty mellow now. Banger. I don't know what I banger is. I thought the best thing was, you know, FOMO, what the kids say now, fear of missing out. Is that not 10 years old? Well, 
the ten-year-old kids. Um, there's now FOMO. There's now JOMO. Joy of missing out. Oh yeah, I'm into good. that. But I think one of the other big things that changes it depends as well where you come in your family. You and I are both the youngest of our families, but the family dynamics thing is weird with your siblings when you realize that you're all adults. And I definitely well, they realize. Yeah, I definitely think for me being the youngest, like my older brothers, definitely saw me as a child until the last five years. Do you think maybe even they five years? Do. I think it for me. I've been married for 10 years. I have a seven-year-old child and a five-year-old child. And I think it's in the last two years that my older siblings uh, are like, oh, okay, you're an adult now. Yeah. Deal with all this shit. Yeah. But I certainly am I'm like, well, this isn't fair that you're now expecting me to be a responsible adult. Mm. Not, not on my own part, but as I'm hitting... The mid thirties, I feel like I'm getting a lot more responsibility when it comes to my parents or my siblings. Whereas before, they would have been like, "We don't believe you." Not you know, in that yeah. kind of you you go and sit in the corner. They're just like, Shh, yeah. we're we're all having a big, we're having a big yeah, yeah. boy chat, adult here. important yeah. conversation. And I was like, "So can you sort out the like what? Why is this my job now?" <laughs> Mm. Well, it is my job, but I'm just so shocked. I think if you're an, the eldest of in a family, you might be used to that, <coughs> where you're being told to or look after. Or you could after. be like, oh, thank God, Kira's old enough now to share the burden. Why don't you look after whatever it is? Yeah, age 33. Yeah. So I, I'm fi- I do find that role really tough. Yeah. And it's hard as everything changes. I thought as well, being the youngest, like when I was... I was at home while all my siblings were like in secondary school yeah. and in college and uh, whatever. So they always had essentially the same home to come back to. My mum and dad were there. I was there going to school. My dad was working, whatever. Uh, we had Sunday dinners and all that stuff. Whereas when I went to college, <coughs> it was different because my mum passed away when I was in first year. But like that disappeared. There was no one there keeping that kind of... Um, playing those roles I suppose it yeah. all changed it was like and I still I, that's what I was saying earlier like I've only realised now that I really missed that for years and years but it's actually it's not there anymore like it doesn't exist anymore because there isn't that you know everyone has their own families now and that's cool too and now you know we hang out at my siblings house so we hang out but there isn't that kind of feeling of a base or a homestead of uh, do you feel like you have that in your in your parents home home um, no, but I, I'm different to you because I grew up all over the place. So yeah, we never, true. I mean, they've been in the same place for 10 years. Yeah. But that wasn't my childhood home. Yeah. So, uh, and we all, well, I know that your family, we all went to boarding school at different times and, um. Yeah, it was a bit more. Yeah, I don't have a lot of <coughs> memories from our family in that home. So no, that the place, the physical place. I mean, they, you know, my parents are talking about selling that. Mm. Um, and even though it wasn't my childhood home, it is their home. So that does, I do feel connected to it. Yeah. In a way, but uh, I think it's much more major for you. Plus your family home is uh, multi-generational, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like, my dad moved there when he was like 15, yeah. Yeah, so his, like his, that was his home as a child. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's major. Yeah. No, it is. And I think because it was such a, there were so many of us and there was always so much, 
traffic and whatever in the house that it was always that like I think a lot of people would be very attached to it yeah as a house but and it's the neighbours and stuff you're all connected yeah, yeah I'm still friends with the two sets of neighbours but they've all changed now I go back gentrified <laughs> I'm just like I don't know anyone and they don't know me and they're like who's your one going is there new families down there yeah all right. not on the immediate either side but yeah it's the same like I went up to visit our school a couple of weeks ago loser Jess that's still that's goes every year. <coughs> I mean, it's it's be. a tradition. It's a long story. Well, I, I, no, it's, it's not an cool, but I loved that school. So it gave a that's... lot to me. So it's nice that I go back. But anyway, <laughs> I went up and one of the teachers that I didn't know, I know about three of them now, was like, come into the staff room, come in, come into the staff room. And now I was like, don't know who any of these people are. And I feel bad being in here because I, I feel like a child when I'm in the school. I can you believe that? It's nearly 20 <laughs> years now since you left school. No. Don't, don't believe that. <laughs> I kind of, I've, I'm sorry, clicking my pen. She loves how I do that. I, that's another thing. Like last year, I think it was like New Year's Day. I woke up and I was like, oh, I hate New Year's anyway, but I gave myself this pep talk before I got out of bed about like not getting fixated on time passing. Yeah. And trying to like look forward and not look back. I'm a bit of a nostalgia fiend. Yeah. Um, and it's just really hard, but it's definitely worth trying to do, you know. And you, we also all kind of benchmark, you know, you're like, well, by the time I'm 25, I'll be married and have a house like the house mm. I grew up in and have six kids, whatever, and a Labrador. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, oh, well, it'll probably be 28 now, this stage, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, and you move. And I don't know where that comes from. And then there's like the comparison to other people and uh, it's interesting. But the thing I was going to say about time passing and that I feel like really freaks me out about time passing is watching children like my niece and nephews from babies to my eldest niece is 16 now yeah I'm just like holy moly yeah so I can only imagine six. when they're your you're own you're still 16 in my brain <clears throat> thanks good yeah I feel about 19 to be fair do you? yeah yeah no I've I've, I've lost Except that I did feel I used to cry on every birthday from yeah, when I was 19 did. I think about birthdays um, yeah I just feel remember better now yeah, I've started. I think it's been three years since I cried on my birthday. I just had this thing where I was so upset about yeah. being nineteen. Like I'm not eighteen anymore. Do you get overwhelmed with your kids though? When you're like, "Whoa, you're seven. When did that happen?" Not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I can't believe. So I know it sounds ridiculous, but we. I'm. I'm pregnant with my third child, which is a surprise. Um, I was and that to me is ridiculous that I am a human who has three children. is going to have three children. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I'm 16. I can't I have three children. Yeah. Uh, and I have to look after them all. And I'm totally, you know, like what, what happened? Where, how did this happen? Yeah. And it's great because I did have all those aspirations yeah. You know, I did want to fall in love and find somebody to be with. And I feel so lucky to have, uh, to be, you know, in a healthy marriage and have all these lovely kids. But I'm still like, what? I, for me, I know it's something. So I, I, I know that people who are 35 or 36 that aren't married, if that is something that they want to be or if they want to be a parent, then I can I can imagine that it is like fucking hell. Come on, yeah. you know, or maybe, maybe that's only if it's something that they want to do. Yeah. But to me, I'm also 
I'm, I'm 10 years into a marriage. My eldest child is seven. And it's, I, I, I envy people who, I just feel like it really waters down sometimes unless you work really hard at it, who you are, because you're spending so, for, for who I am, because yeah. I'm spending, and it, like I said, I'm grateful that for it, but I spend so much time looking after these people physically. Mm. Like I'm looking after th- three people and they're looking at my, you know, but I'm like, well, who am I anymore? <laughs> like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah, you get lost in it a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that happens at our age as well now. Like, I, that's another thing I think that whether they're single or married or whatever, I feel like everyone's just at a bit of a kind of like, whoa, you know, how did I get this far? And where am I? What am I doing? Whether it's your career or your romantic life or, you know, definitely like a lot of people now are questioning. A lot of my friends are questioning their careers. Yeah. Um, and and changing what they're doing or like uh, choosing to not work as hard because realizing that's not a priority and it's a it's that kind of busyness thing of like busy 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 and then you're just like I'm so tired all the time and I'm not really able to enjoy any of it and um and just rebalancing that which is a lot easier said than done. But do you think <coughs> that uh, I could say it's I suppose it's such a short time that women have been even allowed to be in a in a career yeah so it's hard I'm I'm trying to think of a time do you think that and see even our mothers would have been really our mothers are so lucky that they got to do degrees yeah or have a job or whatever so but in so let's say do you think in the 70s when people felt as pressured to have a career and to have these benchmarks or what is it is it even 20 years ago, did were people like, what am I doing with my life Yeah, when they were this age? Or was it a bit more like, that's cool. I have a job. It's OK. Yeah. What is it? It's not even about money anymore. <laughs> it's not that people are I looking. I don't know for- that it was that. I think we've definitely become a lot more consumer driven to have, you know, all these things. And it's a lot more competitive. And I don't know, like there's social media and there's, you know, I suppose there's in Ireland people are a lot wealthier and we've had the boom and we've had a taste of that and um, I don't think that was as competitive maybe I'm wrong though I don't know well, I, I definitely feel in my I, I really like my job but mm. there's still some drive in me to be like yeah where is this going yeah instead of and I almost envy people that you know uh, I used to work in a national radio station and a why can't the, you use the radio thing then oh yeah <laughs> the woman that I sat beside had sat in the same desk since the year I was born mm. and I was just I cannot imagine going in day after day after day after day to the same job she had the same job yeah. and the same desk <coughs> in the same building in the same place um, for 20 something years mm. Yeah. But I envy that kind of like, yeah, this is why I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm not but climbing a ladder or I'm not. All, she was all about her actual life outside of her, her actual life outside of um, work, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I always feel like I'm definitely with work always thinking, is there, what's the next step? What's the next step? And do you think that comes from you or do you think that 
like I've that's a revelation I'm kind of having at the moment is that I feel like I always have to have something to tell people that my plan is like even from from when you're in school you're it's laid out in front of you that's what you do every day and then it's like shit I have to go to college now what what am I doing I'll do an arts degree yeah what am I going to do after that and I totally just made up things to do because I needed to do something <laughs> Like there's not, we're not encouraged to kind of have a bit of a dead space and, and see what happens or, you know, investigate. I Like at the moment, I'm on a bit of a, a lull. We're on hiatus from work, whatever, whatever. And I, I, I'm not comfortable with saying to people, I'm not, I'm even like, I should just be saying I'm on my holidays, but I'm not comfortable saying I'm not doing anything. So any anything coming up? Are you doing anything at the moment? And I'm just like, no, but I'm hoping to do X, Y and Z and I'm going to do this. And I can't just say no. I'm just taking a break. Yeah. Because I feel like, and it's, I, I really do think it's... Even from film friends who would understand how that works, that you work this really intense kind of six yeah. day a week or whatever. A lot of them work the whole time. Like they're, they just stay in the, in the groove of it. Like, but I just, I definitely think for me, it's, it's about allowing myself time to, to just be like, I'm just going to take time now. And I know people who are brilliant at that and it, and it comes from other people. It comes from a need to have something to say almost to other people or to justify what I'm doing or why yeah. I'm, I'm existing. But it, it doesn't come from other people in the sense that they're not being judgy by making a conversation and saying, are you doing anything at the moment? Yeah, but you take it. Yeah. As, yeah. It's like when you're studying for exams and they're like, oh, are you studying today? And you're like, yes, I've already done three hours. Yeah. I'm entitled <laughs> to my break. You know, it's that's the feeling. And it's about kind of like we're so programmed now to just be go, go, go all the time. And it's also hard to relax and hard to, you know, be mindful and come down a gear. And I probably sound like an a-hole now saying that, but it is very hard to just be with your thoughts and not, you know, like in a in a spin of busyness all the time yeah, and have yeah. to move forward in that way, as opposed to in a way where I'm like, well, if I have a plan to do this and if I don't do that, I'll do this. And, you know, um, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, but I find for me that uh, like doing doing this, like doing this podcast. Yeah. Or I like to to write, but having a, a project. Those are the things that I really get a kick out of, and that make me feel um, not not like additional to my work. It makes me feel like I'm doing something worthwhile. Mm. So. Um, when I'm doing stuff like this, I don't worry so much about my nine yeah. to five or whatever. Uh, but I, I, I feel like if I was really routiney, if mm. I had my nine to five and then didn't do anything else for myself, that I'd start to freak Lose out. It's, it's the people who are <laughs> in a real serious routine that I... But I think that might come from my dad who, like, they moved from Donegal to northern Zambia in... 1975 yeah that's bananas um, and he just said like he got this great job and he had been in it for nearly five years it was down the road it was in a factory that made tights but he was like the financial controller yeah he had house car kids everything was perfect and he just said he was driving out of the driveway one day and was like I'm gonna have the same day over and over for the rest of my life mm. And then he saw an ad in uh, some newspaper to go out to Zambia and said it to mum. And she told him to fuck right off. Uh, 
But anyway, they ended up going and they didn't come back then until yeah. they were retired. But um, yeah, it's but just that see, feeling that, like... That routine thing must yeah. really speed up time as well, I'd say. But, then, but it's also something we can, you might kind of... Not having that routine yeah. is making you feel like it's not what you're doing isn't good enough yeah. because you can't even tell people that yeah I've been working solidly for nine months so I'm yeah. taking a month off so fuck off yeah have you ever had one of those moments like your dad driving the car where you're like everything has to change no because I'm, I have never sat still for 10 seconds like yeah. the longest period of time that I was in one place was in Zambia for like as a child I moved around mm. in Ireland I moved around I've lived in more than 20 like houses or apartments yeah I've had seven million jobs <laughs> like uh, and I, but I, I think yeah, I, I was craving that routine yeah on, uh, I can see the appeal of both to be honest it's yeah, like knowing you're going to earn X amount it just never feels good enough career wise mm. it's like got to keep going or it's just never I my epiphany of the year so far <laughs> was that and it was kind of that thing of like feeling like an adult where I completely ran myself into the ground and burnt out and I think it was like I realised if I if something happens to me or like somebody else because I I'm too tired and I crash my car or whatever it is that's my fault you know it's for me to say you need to take a day off now you need to have a nap or whatever it is and you get as an adult I think you need to realise that and kind of go it's like realising that you're the one who's responsible for how you are and what you're doing and all that stuff and it's not not it's not like you're parents like oh you're tired love just go and have a sleep and you'll be all right you know you have to do that and you have to police that for yourself and and for then and even more so I presume if you have a husband and kids or whatever for them because you have to be able to be right and be strong for them but it's very hard to be a total bitch like yeah yeah (laughs) very hard to be the adult for yourself because you feel like you're not entitled to say you know what I've had enough I have to just stop take a day off, take a half day, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to burn out. And that was definitely the, like, by, I do hate the term self-care. But <laughs> I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like that, you know, especially, yeah, you have to just, you have to just pay attention to all that stuff and, and mind yourself yeah. for, for, on behalf of everyone else, do you know? And the people that care about you and will see it and will, will be like mind yourself like you know you're important to me and I need you to be okay um, but that was a real adulty moment it was like I think I kind of thought somebody was going to step in and be like you can't do this Yeah, and I'm sure people had suggested taking time off or whatever <laughs> but uh, it took a real yeah it was just like whoa okay I'm I'm responsible for this yeah oh, the other thing that, that in the last few years uh that I've changed a little bit about. I was still, but I was obsessed with our, our friends when oh, yeah. uh, we were in our twenties. They were like a like a full on family to me. Um, and yeah. I just loved being around everybody. That was such a real source of happiness. Yeah. Um, as a as a gang. Yeah. I wanted to be with everybody all the time. We and I have, in, in season one, we have an episode on friendship. Which we'll tell you the ins and outs of that. <laughs> but uh, And maybe it's because, <laughs> I, uh, because I'm fucking tired and yeah. because I'm trying to do everything. I don't know if I was single and had a nine to five job, whether it would be different. But I still love everybody, but I'm not as obsessed about hanging out with them all the time and knowing 
literally other than you. all crap? <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe. But maybe we're all crap. Mm. I'm crap as well. well but friendships I mean, nobody... do kind of fluctuate, for sure. But I think and I don't think everybody's on the same page with that. So sometimes they'd be like, why does nobody write back? Like, I'm making all the effort and I'm, do, you know, and then it can work the other way as well. But what about in in that, and the context of you being in your mid-30s, mm. how has that, are you more confident about being like, uh, I don't, as in, are you more confident about not having really I think that I'm probably a bad example because I'm quite uptight when it comes to things like. But you, you also have about 60,000 friends. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't manage. Um... Yeah. I just have one friend. I do need to call Called them. Jess. <laughs> and it's actually really, it's really neat. As in, I don't have to worry Neato. about anybody else. Yeah. I'm um, just like, I just look after my friendship with Jess. And, but you have about, honestly, 20 close friends. Yeah. Uh, I think I've gotten more, a lot more accepting of people not replying and people being busy and whatever of their own given shit going on that they might have. Yeah. And I've tried to be better. And also not taking, I used to take it so personally when people didn't reply to me or call me back or whatever. Like I used to take that as them driving to my house, knocking on the door and like giving me the finger. Okay. Um, so I used to get really angry. But now I think I'm a bit more accepting and a bit more um, chilled out about that. But the, the being flaky with making arrangements thing annoys me, especially when I'm working because my time is precious at the weekend and I need to plan my like three or four people that I see on Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is. And if one person cancels, then I'm like, well, I could have seen Kira instead then, or I could have had a longer time with you or seen my dad or, um, I don't think that's something that anyone will ever understand that doesn't do, uh, my job, but I just think it's disrespectful. Just, you know, as a cautionary tale again for our listeners, don't be late if you're meeting your friends. <laughs> and if you are going to be late, give them at least half an hour notice, especially if they're single and they're in a bar on their own waiting for you. Okay. Rant noted, over. noted. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I'm still in contact with all the people that I was, you know, practically sewn onto them. In See, I'm, I'm not. Like we'd all meet up every now and again, but I don't know what's going on in any of their well, lives. Why? But um, yeah, I'm just more comfortable with that. Mm. In, in this. Age. It's hard sometimes when you kind of let go and you're like, okay, I'm making all the effort in this friendship and it's not fair. I'm going to stop for a while and see what happens. And then you never hear from them again. Um, but have you got, you must have some other than me, uh, <laughs> somebody who's all over you all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to varying degrees. How um, do you manage that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard as well because I feel like if I decide that somebody's going to be my friend and I have a lot of time for them and I love them, then I like I'm all in, and it's quite a Still? lot to think. Do you, yeah. I, I, do you, I do you not? I'm having to police that a bit more now because you can't invest that much in everybody. Um, yeah, exactly. I think that's what's changing in in for you for, in your thirties. Yeah, well. I don't like that. That's changing, but well, geez, you can't fucking keep up with thirty people at the same time. Yeah, and it's hard because you do realize as well that some people take advantage. Um, but yeah. I don't know, I, I like to think that my friends are like my family and, you know, you have such a responsibility to your family and I adore my family as well and I'd do anything for them but my friends are, it's, it is like that, like fridge magic, fridge, fridge magnet that says like, friends are our family that we choose for ourselves. But yeah. 
with that, you know, you really would do anything for the. I mean, there's a, there isn't twenty people that I mean that about. There's maybe four. Um, do you know that you would do anything for, and you do consider them family, and they're just as important as my family, um, because we've chosen each other. But it's like, I don't know. It's a it's a codependency thing, you know. Like you and I, our friendship is like a relationship, and like a, you know, in that way that we're very not very codependent that sounds awful but you know we're always there for the other one and it's pretty unconditional and it's pretty like four o'clock in the morning I need you to do this okay I'll do it yeah and I know that it's like yeah it's like we're we're both leaning on or balancing a seesaw or whatever you know but there's also well it's unwritten obviously but maybe we should high level of responsibility on each of us to each other yeah and that's the thing that I find hard with some of my other friends is the responsibility factor. Um, you know, especially when I've got my own stuff going on and, you know, uh, it's that thing of like making sure that your cup is full so you can pour for other people. God, I'm all about the fridge magnets today. <laughs> Self-care. Um, but, um, but you're, you know, I'm no use to anybody. When, and I, that's another thing that I don't like when I'm working and I'm so busy. I'm just like, what? Why are you ringing me? Just wondering how you are. Okay, I'm fine. Can we get off the phone now? Yeah. Well, I've just talked about the responsibility that we have to each other, but I am more and more I'm um, stepping back from taking on responsibilities that I've put myself yeah. into like, this is, I really should be helping this person or mm. I should be, um, when actually nobody asked me to do that or yeah. uh, am I being helpful um, you know, so I I've definitely started in all aspects, work, family, friends, everything. Been like, it's not like it. That's not my job, but it is. I think I what I struggle with is like, well, when did she she or he do last do something for you or call you to see how you are? And I didn't. I wasn't comfortable with that being the motivation. It's like that's not why I'm concerned or caring or calling or whatever. It's not because I want them. I'm not doing it for the return but at the same time there has to be a balance of friendship and power and love and all that stuff I think, yeah. between the people yeah but it's just there's so many including myself um, you know when we're getting older like people have health issues they have mental health issues they have work issues they have family getting, issues yeah. they have um, you know whatever it is and car issues <laughs> I'm moving away from being like, oh, you have a problem. How can I mm. f- help this person fix their problem? To be like, yeah. is this, you know. Maybe no, that's he- like the thing of our siblings, our older siblings going, you know what? She's an adult now as well. And there's only so much I can do. Yeah. With yeah. your friends. Yeah. So. I, th- I think th- when, when I, you know, if, you know, when you're in your 20s, whatever, you have a lot more energy and you're really invested in everybody. Yeah. So I'm learning to be like, actually, uh, they didn't ask me for yeah. help. So why am I getting involved in that? Yeah. That and I just start telling people like, if you need me, yeah. you let me know. Yeah. Instead of trying to just dive in and fix it, even at work. Yeah. With like you've identified there's a And problem. also not feeling bad about, that's what we were saying as well, not feeling bad about saying no or giving a big explanation as to why you're saying no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I can't because I have to do this and then that and then it's just like no, I can't. Yeah. And they don't need to know anymore and they don't want to know anymore either. Yeah. <clears throat> and it almost takes away from your credibility to be like making up a big story about 
why you can't do something. Just keep it simple. Yeah. So I think I've painted myself as a lonely old bitch. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I do feel stronger I feel girl. stronger than I did when I was in 10 years ago yeah do you think you'll ever get back that feeling of when you were like 24 and you knew it all you were like totally invincible did I, I uh, no, well I mean I mean one I uh, remember feeling like that being like oh I'm an adult now and I can do what I want and yeah I've got this and now I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't have this at all what's happening yeah, it's definitely um, <clears throat> that whole kind of. I have. I've. I've. I'm more aware of death. <laughs> oh, God. No, honestly, I'm just like chewing stuff for longer in case I choke to death, or if I'm, you know, getting out of a bath <laughs> or God. at the top of a stairs. Like, no, that Lisa. But I don't know if that's song. some sort of instinctual thing that happens to you when you get older. I'm not. And I don't you're, think about that stuff. You do. Not really. You don't worry that you're going to fall downstairs and die. And like, how long will it take for somebody to find me? At least your family will. That'd be, that's a lovely thought. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like my, there's something instinctual inside me, which is starting to warn me to about yourself. Yeah, because I'm getting old. Huh? I don't really. Maybe okay. I, I don't know. You think I do? Uh, maybe not. Um, yeah. Anyway, the morals of this podcast are... Don't worry about minding all your friends all the time. It's more important to mind yourself so that you can mind them. And don't I feel, feel like don't put yourself under pressure to be Say anything. no. It's really liberating. Don't give an explanation. <laughs> Just say no. Yeah. And uh, Well, anybody let me know if they know what I'm talking about. The cliff, the cliff of the drinking cliff. <laughs> the cliff, the cliff. The cliff. And, oh yeah. The most important don't is don't think about time passing. Um, don't fret about it at least. Okay. We'll leave you now to go and sit with your thoughts. <laughs> um, check us out anyway on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you Twitter. so much to Near FM for having us. 90.3 in the north side of County Dublin. I don't know, is it, well, is it citywide? 90.3? It, no, it, Near is northeast <laughs> oh. area radio. It's like Club Sandwich. Chicken and lettuce under bacon. Yeah. When anyway, all the Near letters FM, yeah. spell It's out. in northeast Dublin. <laughs> And I don't know why I keep referring Road. to the county of Dublin. Like we live in, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. F- it's not Fingal. Uh, it's near. FM. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, um, Storybook Podcast, Twitter. We <laughs> did 10 episodes in our first season um, and they're available wherever you get podcasts on uh, iTunes or po- uh, Podbean or Pocket Cast, whatever, Stitcher. Um, and have a listen to them and the one thing that we do always say and we know that there's a few of you listening like six or seven is please get in touch with us and tell us what you think or what you don't like or what you would like to hear us talk about or if you have similar stories uh, that is something that we'd really love is your contribution on that front so okay, we'll chat you with next that. week Neocast Nearcast, your community podcast network. Listen to podcasts about society, people, poetry, board games, and many other topics. Subscribe to a program today. Learn more at nearcast.ie and find out how you can get involved. Nearcast.